Welcome, welcome, everyone. There we go. That worked out fine. We're still recording. Everything's fine, and now we shouldn't have an echo. He really interrupted me starting the show for that. I heard exactly what you said. That's not (laughs) fucking true. (sighs) I didn't go anywhere. I heard everything. As I was saying, as I was saying, welcome, welcome. Okay. All right. I'm muting now. The first AR, I was the Great Spirit. In the second AR, men knew me as the Horn God, Pangenitor, Panthage. In the third AR, I was the Dark One, the Devil. In the fourth AR, men knew me not, for I am the Hidden One. In the fifth aeon, I appear before you as Baphomet, the god before all gods who shall endure to the end of the earth. In this new aeon, I appear to you as C.M.N. Imagine that there is a brilliant white light just above is commentary on the magic art. In the years of the primal form, the dawn of terrestrial birth. Oh, that was very educational. Now magic will take place. Don't be fooled by what I just said. Welcome, welcome, everyone. I'm Superman E. Kennedy, and this is Chaos Magic News, the only podcast that isn't afraid of And we definitely didn't edit their name out there because we're scared of them. Joining me, as always, is my pungent co-host, Dank McCoy. How you how you doing, Dank? I'm doing fine. We we're off to a a bit of a meandering start, but we've messed with the formula again because we got the long, meandering, drawn-out conversation before the episode started. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can actually get right to the point because uh, once again. I've got an episode where I got to take the reins mostly, and I'm really excited for it. Those are always good. People definitely underrate how great you are at curating these episodes. And by people, I mean me, because I, I always say you don't do anything. <laughs> well, it's, it's just when you get a good idea, you just got to run with it. But sticking with the format that has carried us, much like Jesus on the beach when there was one set of footprints, We've got an opening discussion we want to get into first, right? Yeah, I've actually had a bit of a revival of another Chaos Magic figure of old. I've been reading a lot of Alan Chapman again. I think Chapman's a really good reference point for me. The guy, that did, the, guy that did the song about the bagels? No, that's Sherman. Oh, that's the guy that burned out Atlanta? Well, yes, but no. Who's Alan Chapman then? Chapman is a, uh, he's an old head of uh, chaos magic at this point. I think the most interesting thing about At this about point, Alan, as in where, how old is he then? Like where, not like, how old is he in chaos magic terms? Because he's not a, he's not a Carol or a Sherwin. No, no, I'm not, I'm not quite sure when Alan Chapman, where he got his start at. I think maybe, ah, geez, I should have prepared for this beforehand. I wasn't expecting to talk a whole lot about Alan Chapman. Well, you got to let people know. You can't just name Um, drop and be like, oh, I'll pick that up later. No. All right. Well, Alan Chapman has been around for quite some time. I'm not sure quite how long at this point. But 
they're probably the most interesting for being someone that was very chaos magic related in that sort of area, but did their own weird thing as well. It's called Magia, and it's like an AA spinoff, AA being the magical order that Aleister Crowley made, which itself was a ripoff of the... Sorry, that's an easy joke, and I'm, we're not the first to make it, but imagine where it's like, look, if you just get your holy guardian angel, you'll be able to stop drinking so much. He should have started N.A. because he had a heroin problem. He made it everyone else's problem. Well, he made it Kenneth Grant's problem. <laughs> Go fill this prescription. If you ever want to learn the ninth degree. Oh, boy, do I, Mr. Crowley. But uh, bottom anyway, line, Alan Chapman. Yeah. Alan Chapman, he's been around for a while. He's written some very interesting books him and uh duncan barford who if you remember your four lines of connectivity here is the same person that friend of the show tommy kelly worked with on the nadonna cards which are out there right now him and alan chapman worked on a website essentially called the baptist head where they posted their musings and records and various things and all those get got compiled into a book and then another book, and then a third book. They then ripped off the internet, so now you can only get them through the books, but you can find the books online too now, so it's, okay, I have to download a PDF instead of go to a website. Either way, it was a very interesting thing at the time, very different. Again, I wasn't planning on talking a super whole lot about Alan Chapman himself. I was more interested in a, another book that he had written. This was back in about 2008. This is called Advanced Magic for Beginners. Kishy little title right there. Don't you love it? I don't. You know what? Maybe I should have led with this and just read the back of the book. A new paradigm that delivers a genuine transformation of occultism. The author assumes no previous knowledge, only a willingness to explore what magic offers. Yet it's apparent to anyone that with a background in the subject that Alan Chapman is drawing on a wide range of experience from classical Crowleyan magic to Eastern metaphysics and back again to Discordianism and chaos magic. Alan Chapman's writing style is humorous, direct, seductively logical, and his enthusiasm for the benefits of magic is both tangible and infectious. And then on the back here, it says, Alan Chapman is a Western magician, a writer, and magus of the AA, and a member of numerous secret societies. He's appeared in the Fortean Times and Chaos International and regularly contributes to the award-winning website, thebaptisthead.co.uk. See? Could have made that so much simpler if I just read the back of a book, right? Either way, he wrote this back in 2008, and it's not a bad read. It's oddly enough, not something I would recommend to beginners. It's definitely better if you go in with some magical knowledge is what you're saying. Right. Yeah, I think it's if nothing else, it probably won't make it harder for you to do magic, especially if, if you don't know anything about magic and then you read this book, you'll get a pretty good overview of things, I think. But I think you can really only appreciate it as someone that has already been doing magic for a while, because then you kind of you pick up on the drift of what's going on in this book. You read as between the to. lines. Yeah. I guess in the same way that I feel like Lieber Null was written with the intention that it's probably for people that know something about magic. Anyway, I just, I was reading through it and I got to one section that I thought was, I, you know what? I'll just say, I don't know what I think about it. So that's why I wanted to bring it up. Cause you're a smart guy. You have various opinions on things. Who me? Yeah. Neither of those things are true. You know what? I, I, I'm i going to level with you. I, I needed an intro topic, so I just <laughs> found this book, and I just went to a random page, and I thought, I will make this a conversation. I will force it to be a conversation. Now, damn it, you're going to listen to this, and you're going to have a conversation with me. Square peg, round hole, square peg, <laughs> round hole, square peg. 
What's the section? Okay, it's called, it was like that when I got here. I'm not going to read the whole damn thing. I'm just going to give you like the key bits that I thought were interesting. Immersion in magic and the results obtained by practice will repeatedly lead the practitioner to a causality impasse, i.e. the idea just does not fit the experience. Now you can carry on assigning cause in a painfully obvious fashion, or you can fundamentally revise your narrative. No, I don't mean accepting Jesus into your heart. I'm talking about addressing the idea of cause and effect. After a couple years of daily practice, you may find something odd occurring. You begin manifesting your results without doing the actual work. That's right. You think something and it happens. Alas, this isn't as great as it sounds as it tends to be those offhand or flippant thoughts that materialize. Any conscious effort to control the ability tends to dispel it. That's really the crux of it. There's a little more things like he talks about how you can go crazy with that sort of thing and think you're a fucking big spooky so-and-so and trying to deal with the ideas of cause and effect. But I think I, what I really want to focus on, of course, is the really ridiculous claim in a lot of ways that you start doing magic and then you can just start causing things to happen without actually doing the magic. I think you and me on this show are pretty radically against that idea, right? It's not just me. Having talked about this sort of thing before, I think that the snippy catchphrase is, if you didn't do it on purpose, then you didn't do it. Or if you didn't do it on purpose, it wasn't magic. Yeah, if you thought something and then it happened, did it really? It did it happen because you thought of it. And I understand that is what he's talking about, where it's, it's a re-examination of causality. But if you try to go with that idea that you will just find yourself thinking like, oh, what if this happened? And then it happened. One, you don't even have to make the assumption that one caused the other or that the two things are related in any sort of causal way, which is fine. I think that's what he gets at in this section is that it's like you don't have to look at a very well action or thought A caused event B. But it's an odd one for sure. And it can be very... I don't want to say it's not dangerous, but it can definitely screw you up if your goal is to like actually make things happen. Because having had moments like that before where I thought about something or even in a more direct way, I've gotten an inkling of this is what is about to happen with this particular situation. And it was right. So you could even argue that maybe you can have that flash of insight of this is what's going to happen. But that almost goes to the same thing that Matt talked about with the tarot where it's I'm an adult and I'm smart. I know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's the Chris Hyatt thing. You can tell people the most obvious thing that's going to happen half of the time. They'll think you're a God. No, no, no. The, the quote is if you can just say what the most obvious thing is 10% of the time, you will be a miracle worker. If you can do it 25% of the time, you will be a God. And wow. It, was it really that low? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's even when he even recommends of just once you have a very good grip on what the obvious thing is, if something good is about to happen, show up. If something bad's about to happen, stay away because then people will just start associating <laughs> you with the good thing happening. <laughs> hey, whenever Kennedy comes around, good shit's going on. That was literally what he was advocating, too. That's from the, the Psychopaths Bible. <laughs> the point is, is that if you abandon causality and maybe a spooky woo woo headspace sort of idea or a paradigm of understanding nonlinear events or synchronicity that can be useful. I guess there's always that room we can talk about the idea of the unconscious desires that manifest in magical ways or the apparent connection of, and I know you hate this word, inner 
phenomena with the external world, that sort of thing, where the things going right, on, right. the things going on in your your psychic space, yeah, in your take, mental, yeah, in your mental area, manifesting out in the material area. You know, uh-huh. there, yeah, we can have that conversation, but. I just think it's not a great idea to start operating in that idea of I thought of something and then it happened because it's just the term magical thinking talks about that sort of thing. And magical thinking is not doing magic. That's the thing that it comes back to for me, because I know lots of people will tell you magical thinking has a magical utility. And I don't think it does. I think that magical thinking is a good way to make yourself a paranoid. That's pretty much all it's good for. Maybe in the sense of like you, you know what, well, you know what it is? It's because there's two sides of it. You either make yourself a paranoid or you make yourself like a fucking toxic positivity person where you're like, I only think about good things happening to me because I don't want to bring that negative energy into my life kind of bullshit. Another good example here of, and, and it illustrates another problem of this sort of idea. High magic as Peter Carroll described it, right? Mm-hmm. That sort of empty-handed magic, that magic that doesn't use the tools and doesn't use, and it's the magician interacting with no symbol system other than reality itself. That's right. all really neat stuff. But the problem is, is that the people who are really big on that's like what their practice is don't do a goddamn thing. <laughs> it's an exceptional thing when it happens. It's fun when you get there, but there, it's not something that. You don't do that at the drop of a hat. And even people who are very good, they don't do that all the time. They, that is not their normal MO. The person that will tell you that is their go-to form of magic are people who are lying. <laughs> These are people who have <laughs> deluded themselves into thinking that anything that goes on is because they wanted to. This didn't manifest because it's not what I really wanted. And that's what that sort of I thought something and then it happened. It, it's going to turn into another shape or another form of the mental gymnastics that you do to keep yourself from actually engaging with any of these practices to get what you want. Instead, you're going to be telling yourself that the bad thing that happened is your fault. The good thing that happened is also your fault. And you didn't do anything to make either of those happen. And now you've become someone who has gotten really good at molding external events that they had nothing to do with into being all about them. You know what? That leads into the other section of this that I want to read. So let me read that off for you and we'll talk about what it says. If you're experiencing magic results without the magical practice, what does that say about the practice itself? It's bad. If we look at at what occurs in an existential sense, we do not actually experience a cause. We see two consecutive events that share the same meaning, i.e. a synchronicity. There's no difference here between a full-blown right and a thought, other than a certain amount of effort. You are simply experiencing an increase in synchronicities, or to put it more precisely, your world has become more meaningful. And then there's a bit here about why would you keep doing magic then? And it's like, first there's a mountain, then there's not a mountain, then there is a mountain again kind of thing where it's like, here's what he says. In practical terms, which necessitates operating in a causal narrative, you carry on as you always have done. 
The idea of something having a point or being pointless is simply not applicable when we step out of causality. So even if this stuff starts happening to you, you just keep doing your thing anyway. Don't sit there and imagine that every time you think something, it's going to make something magic happen. He even does advise against that. But honestly, I think the thing I take umbrage with more than anything is just this idea of that happening to you because you do more magic. It's like it hasn't it hasn't been my experience. Maybe I just need to get good or whatever. But and, well, I I think that doing magic can probably open in the same way that like being aware of Maslow's peak experiences or being aware of synchronicities can perhaps open you up to being more aware when they're happening or finding more oh, yeah. things that fit the bill of yeah, that experience. True. I don't know if I would say that immersing yourself in magic is going to open the door for that sort of sudden thought transference. And, and this is one of those that I'm not drawing a line in the sand and saying I absolutely disagree with this, but I'm not I'm not so sure I would say that a thought and a right are really indistinguishable from each other because that gets quite into that territory of any action can be a magical act. That doesn't mean that every act is a magical act. If that makes sense. I think he's in agreement with that, really, because it's it's the idea that it's well, if a thought could be a right, then what's to say it's not a right. There's no difference between the two. I think I want to argue that the same thing I always fucking do, that it's like your internal psychological mental states, you know, your the weird little things you have going on in your head where you're thinking about bread or you're looking at your fucking cell phone going like, man, is that a crack in there? Or, you know, when you're fucking uh, reflecting on the horrible things you did as a child and wondering if that means you're going to get into heaven or not. I don't really think those are magic. I just don't. I don't see how the sort of, I don't know, maybe I'm just being like, what's that dude, Sapolsky, the free will isn't real kind of thing. God damn it. Drop that name. I'll pick it up later. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my god! But I see. I don't even fucking remember. I just know that he put a book out recently, and that's Katapolsky. the only reason I remember the name. Catapultsky launching this conversation right over the fucking walls. There's no meaning to that besides he's a guy that says there's no free will. So I'm like, I was getting that. It's like this idea of it feels like the minute minutia and reflections that go on inside your brain aren't the same as doing something like a ritual or trying to reach a state or meditation. I guess that's my problem is that I don't even think meditation and yoga are the same as thinking. I'm not trying to disagree thinking and say you shouldn't fucking do it obviously, but well, I, do. I don't I, I cuz I I read the the pamphlet from the Society for the Disciples of the Dragon and they told me that my brain is a fuck and I don't need to think. <laughs> We're bringing back the dragon pilled listeners. <laughs> Don't listen to Alan Chapman because he's telling you thoughts are like a right and you have no right to have a thought. But no, in, in all seriousness, especially knowing the type of conversations we had and knowing what your opinions are, a big issue that I find, at least from the, the sort of Heideggerian viewpoints that we've talked about, is that a thought is not a distinguishable practice in the way that ritual that these sort of ritualized methods of attainment are they are practices that bring about revealing of things lux occult's podcast when we said the snippy line of the beliefs come from the doing 
Yeah, exactly. And your beliefs don't come from the little thought. Your thoughts are in a lot of ways shaped by what your beliefs are. Yeah. And to the point that like most of your beliefs are unconscious. Yeah. You're not aware of them. They're like the light in the room. You don't see the light. You see the room lit up by the light. You know what? Maybe we can bring this around full circle. What Chapman seems to be hinting at here is that through the practices of magic, you will be forced to re-examine your beliefs, which is what he's saying, because certain things are going to be revealed by the practice. But yeah. what the, I think the problem is, is that we're, well, what we seem to be getting at is that what he is saying is going to be revealed by the practice are not things that we're getting or not things that we necessarily agree with. Yeah, I guess you're right. At the end of the day, that's what it turns into. It's just a disagreement because it doesn't square with, like I said, I can think of some things that might fit that general three lines of logic, but well, I don't know if I agree I with his assessment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not even that I haven't experienced that, but I, I, I would almost say that I've experienced it just as much before I was into magic as when I am. I, uh, and I guess maybe that's just the sense of me probably already unconsciously viewing this a lot more as me picking up something that was going to happen rather than having a thought and then it happening, which speaks to my bias a little bit. I would simply say that, and I, I don't want this to come across like we read, it's like, oh, Chapman, fuck that guy. He wrote a thing we disagree with because that's oh, no. not what this is. But in the same way that he talked about any attempt to control it tends to make it fizzle out. And that, in a way, you should just keep doing what you're doing. It makes me say almost that these experiences, while not being irrelevant, are not something you should be hung up on. At least in the chaos magic sense, you should be striving to just get rituals that work. The weird things that are going to pop up while you're going along are cool. You should make note of them. You should figure out how to use them. But if you come across a phenomena that has little means of control and little means of utility, there isn't a whole lot to be said about it. Yeah, is there? it's just a weird thing. You know, that's kind of how I feel about like ghost hunters, right? Well, correction, like the ghost hunter people that are like spooky woo woo people. Oh, because the typically they're the ones that fall into the line of, oh, yeah, you're never going to be able to like scientifically explain ghosts and stuff. I just I yeah. like tracking with ghosts. And that's the thing is I'm sure somebody has had some good experience with ghosts and will talk to me about it, maybe even in the discord, but oh, spooky person died here. Ooh, and they haunt this house to this day. Who cares? It's like, what use does any of this do? I've got is it just 14 a, is hours it, of EVP recordings. What do they and say? Just, um, I think it's a, I think it's a grocery list. <laughs> <laughs> it's the collected works of Shakespeare where they got a terrible accent. And a real bad stutter. You know what? It actually, it sounds like the audio of a, of a Twitch streamer getting swatted. <laughs> it's like, hey, that's neat. Yeah, it's neat. Fuck What's I going to do with it? Yeah. I'm going to put it on my short of it is, I don't really disagree. The thing that I, the thing I think is really interesting is I'm trying to understand what he means by you are simply experiencing an increase in synchronicities or to put it more precisely, your world has become more meaningful. Because that sounds like some shit that I would say, but totally not the way I... Not, not, I, I wouldn't bring, come about it from this angle at all. It just sounds like some young. Be meaningful as in like your world, like events are becoming more significant because they can be tied into the, the net. Oh yeah. Maybe of, that's what of it's experience. About. I want to read that in a world disclosure kind of way. Oh, if you do enough magic. But that's the thing is that in that case, meaning is synonymous with the term intelligible. 
And I don't know about you, but Jungian synchronicities are sometimes increasingly unintelligible. <laughs> yeah, they're like bad koans. Yeah, before we go too far into the weeds of Heideggerian philosophy, yeah. or Jung for that matter, do you have any good, you got any good stories about thinking something right before it happened or thinking something and then it happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a really good one. Cool. Yeah. Are, are you going to tell it? Oh, you want me to? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking, man, this is a really good burrito. Wish I had some hot sauce, right? And you won't believe what happened next. I got up and I got some hot sauce. <laughs> Synchronicities. Fucking miracles, man. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Fucking miracles. <laughs> Shaggy's two boys look just like Shaggy, man. (laughs) The pelican tried to eat my kids. (laughs) Shaggy's two boys look just like Shaggy, and my little boy looks just like Shaggy. Oh my god! Oh god, that's so dated. We're so old. Do you have any reference? (laughs) No, we're done with this. We're going on to the news. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. You mean to tell me that we're just going to go to the news? Oh, man. You know what's We're coming. going to. I do. No, 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 no. We're going <sighs> to do it right. All right. That's all I'm asking. It's that time for everyone's favorite segment, ours and yours. It's where we sit down and we invoke journalistic excellence. And we ask. Whoa. What is in the news indeed? Well, I wish I had better news for you folks. I really do. It's all the exact same stuff you saw last time. More Trump trial news that no one fucking cares about. The continuing horror story of Israel and Palestine. Oh, I guess I'll give you the horrible update on that one. It's become the slow gawk period of troops getting sent over there. Every day, it feels like we're getting another little bump of troops. And a couple hundred here, a couple hundred there, 500 here, a couple more warships, a couple more cruisers, other people getting involved, someone else sending something over here. And every single one of these numbers is just getting gawked at. And we're just waiting for some shit to happen. That's literally what the news has become on Israel and Palestine at this point. We're even past the point of the full-blown propaganda hitting all the time. Now it's just normalizing the fact that we're sending troops over there. Well, and it's just we've become so numb to ongoing military conflict. Almost 20 years of Middle East conflict and then Ukraine. How long were we in Afghanistan? Yeah, just, yeah. Look how well that went. Yep. Of course, I'm not going to get into the big geopolitical analysis, but I'll just say that Russia is in a weird situation. Iran is putting themselves in a weird situation. China, well, Taiwan looks pretty good. I don't know, man. What is this accent you're doing? Is that your friend? <laughs> Let me tell you about China. China, they, they love Taiwan. Or they love it. They love oh, it. God. Don't they love it, folks? Everyone say hello to our new editing, our uh, editor, our new chief Just call editor, him producer or something. Yeah, Makes our, him feel show good. Ru- our new showrunner, man. I mean, 
It's Gary. Everybody wave to Gary behind the glass. Hey, everybody. I hope you're having a good show tonight. It's, it's nice when you can elevate your friends. Hey, you've, you've been our homie for a long time. You want to do some free labor? <laughs> no, no. Keep, keep talking about China and Israel. Right? Yeah, yeah no, that's, what people, that's what people come Go for. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, but no, yeah, we're, we're, we're basically, we're on this front of, we're, we're, we're literally fighting two wars now. We haven't declared war, but, you know, we're fighting two fucking wars. We're propping up two different countries against what is essentially a proxy war with Russia because who has a vested interest in this whole thing because it distracts one from the Ukrainian front. And it also stops efforts to get oil supply lines going. Essentially, they'd be going through Israel. It's a fucking shit show. Yeah. There's there's nothing really of interest in any of it beyond that, I guess. In in a weird way, it's strange to think it's, oh, we're talking, oh, it's World War III is going to break out. And it's, man, what it is is that it's Cold War II. Cold War never ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm still, and we might sound like bitches that don't want to take a hard line on anything, but I'll, I'll tell you this, is that I still think that all of you dear listeners are absolutely right on and you're so smart and you've completely figured out how to solve this Israel-Palestine thing. And in the people that you think deserve to be genocided, you're right. Way to go. You're right. You you're monster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it sucks. It's it's a horrible situation and war is hell. I wish I had some more insightful or useful insight into it. It's just I, right now I don't. Yeah. And it's better to just say, I don't know, because you're right. <laughs> if you don't know, you're always correct. Well, hey, I got one that'll cheer you up. Sure. The call to fight snow penises issued in Russia. What? Why? Officials in the Russian city of Ekaterinburg, I didn't say that right, have called on the police to investigate a series of penis-shaped snow sculptures that keep cropping up across the city. Vice Mayor Alexei Bubnov has instructed the public to smash the offensive organs on site. Body shaming. <laughs> Some of these are really good, too. They're not just like a, a mound of snow. Someone's got, it's got a nice pair of balls with it. Big Snowballs. They literally put it on someone's car. That's oh, great. That's He's calling on to, to smash them if you see them. Yeah, smash on site. Like freshman first day. Oh. Do you think this is like a trend that's gone just gone too far and people are getting bothered by it or what? Like, no, I think Russia's incredibly like stifled. No, is what it is no fun allowed in Russia. Well, if you want to, uh, okay. if you want to kill your fairness, girlfriend you on it- stream, we're okay with that. But, <laughs> but no, don't make anything that looks like a pee pee. That's silly. I mean, like, the, well, that, okay, that's oh, a headline oh, oh. that's right around. An online petition demanding the sculptor cease and desist has only attracted 33 signatures in more than 24 hours. So apparently Bovnov is really mad about it and no one else cares. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Now, what I'm wondering is, is this one person or is this like somebody saw what was going on and now everybody's jumping on it? Oh, I definitely think that it was like one guy made like a couple of them and then a bunch of people started going for it. Yeah, well, shine on you crazy diamonds. Uh, there, there's got to be a joke in here about the statues would actually be a lot bigger, but it's really cold out. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we want to talk about the Biden issuing of a sweeping executive order on AI? 
Uh, I feel like we have to, even though no one wants to hear us talk about AI. I mean, I'm not going to, I don't have anything bank. about AI as like a, an application or anything. When it's like says sweeping, it's, it's certainly the word, but also like very, from what I've seen, at least it's very vague. <laughs> it doesn't, it's just sort of like, we're going to get people that know about AI to, to come work for us so that we know what to do about AI. <laughs> there does seem to be some, at least some mentioning of trying to get some real standards for how to train AI and like what can and can't be used to train these programs. Things that can be used. Other people's art. Things that can't be used. Designs of military craft. (laughs) (laughs) Things that can be used. Donald Trump's tax returns. Things that can't be used. Me falling down the stairs. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what the hell to to say about it but it's 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 interesting at least that there seems to because executive orders are just now the norm of you you want something done and congress is completely non-functional you just got to start signing shit and saying hey we're gonna do this yeah you didn't say i can't hey you know what this is the first time this has ever been said unironically thanks a lot obama I mean, they were a thing before him, but I feel like that... He definitely expanded the powers in the office. And also, in a weird way, the executive order under the Obama administration... Obama administration... Obama! The executive order under the Obama administration became, like, the thing that propelled it into popular consciousness. There were probably... I was a child, so I didn't know, but I imagine there were a lot of grown adults that didn't understand the concept of an executive order until the Obama administration. Oh, yeah, I'm sure... But with Congress being totally ineffectual, and, and we t- I think we talked about this maybe on the show or maybe we were in the disc. I don't know. But just the fact is, is that government regulation is going to have a hard time keeping up with this fast growing technology. So maybe executive orders are just what we've got, like as far as actual government interference and and sort of like saying you can't use it to make a rouge the bat that's as wide as she is tall. If we want to do that, that might be our only option is is executive orders because they're fast. They, yeah, because they can actually be. But then we're just going to run into the issue of like, man, I, I really don't want to have to vote for the guy that says that he's going to fucking get rid of any semblance of human rights we have left because he's the only one that's willing to stop the Terminators. <laughs> well, what's the problem is, is that when they start using the chat GPT, to write the executive orders. Oh no. And then not reading them. And it's, Oh no, this executive order said I have to give my kidneys (laughs) to the Terminator bot. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. It says I've abdicated for president Skynet. Oh boy. All right. So that's, that's my thoughts. It's in a strange way, considering how vague and sweeping it is, there's nothing in here that seems completely offensive and, Oh, that's a horrible idea. It's mostly just, Government wants to get a handle on it, but it does open the door of this could be a, at least in sort of like a patching the tire way, a viable method of putting some sort of government breaks on AI before they completely. But I guess the other problem, though, is it's what does the state do? It props up capitalism, so it's not going to do too much to stop capitalism from using AI as a means to consolidate power in the hands of the capitalist class. And I'm sure somehow they'll make this so, like, you can't make SpongeBob episodes with AI or something like that. What's that? What's that? You you made a, a nasty AI video of Joe Biden 
saying pee pee poo poo <laughs> prison no, no trial now you go to the mitch mcconnell stair emporium <laughs> the memorial staircase your, we ran your trial we, we ran your trial with chat gpt and, and you, said were, you guilty. were guilty now get to the stairs yep get to take him to the stairs <laughs> no no please i just wanted to make fake seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> what else oh, have we man. got Let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, Sam Bankman Freed. He got found guilty on all, all the charges in charges. the FTX collapse. This is one of those few things in the world that I don't think anyone had any positive feelings about this guy. So I don't think he probably like in all fairness, he probably didn't get a fair trial because how are you going to find someone that didn't hear about this story and be like, Man, fuck him. Fair trial. There's overwhelming evidence that he was guilty. So, yeah, I mean, I I guess, but you probably could have just walked in with a handful of like documents that said, ooh, he did it. Could have let he's stealing that went through. Could have run that trial through the chat GPT. Oh, definitely. Yeah. This is this is a case of just you really want to you want to go to prison really fast. Fuck with people's (laughs) money. (laughs) Oh, what, what were you thinking? We were just talking about this. You're going to rip off the capitalist class? Yeah. The only thing I have to say about it is I I assumed he had gotten convicted already. I had completely forgotten about this story. What do you think is an appropriate sentencing for him? Under the jail. (laughs) Under the prison. Shit. All right. Well, did did you hear about him being arrested abroad? What specifically? Well, he was like in a cell getting chewed on by rats apparently and his diet couldn't be accounted for he wasn't eating in some shit. oh boo no that's that's got to be some bull well it's, it's sorry, probably my, not. my gut no, says oh real. feel bad for the poor billionaire he was chewed on by rats well no that's what i'm saying it's, he should be happy that he's not in a i can't remember where the hell did he get locked up first i don't know i wasn't there hang on i'm gonna find out because I'm, I'm looking for it man he's only 31 <sighs> years man. old a Should've terrible a fucking podcast. decision. Yeah. It was in Romania with the uh, Tate <laughs> brothers. That's what it was. No, it was the Bahamas. He got arrested in the Bahamas, which checks out according to what I just said. Yeah, I don't know. That I I just don't know. That's that maybe I'm shooting my mouth off here. But if we want to talk about fucking with people's money and then seeing that well, although this is the this is almost the opposite. Uh George Santos. <laughs> they voted to expel him and they were like nah house democrats were like well he kept his money in the closet which was really stupid me i'm really smart and i put mine under the mattress (laughs) because if we open the door to expel him for all of his corrupt financial dealings it's just going to be open season on all of us. So we better just fall in line because I really want to keep getting these Dairy Queen bucks. Honestly, I don't know believe. why. Dairy Queen. <laughs> just a fucking, don't don't a give fucking them the actual house. sponsors of the show, a, damn it. A fucking house representative who's just like, you got the gravy and the, the five the five piece chicken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Lobbying oh. at its finest. God. It is insane to think that a Republican congressman got saved mostly by a democratic fucking but uh, it's not minority. because of what i just said it was like they're fucking <laughs> it's not but it's it's one of those things that if people were actually paying attention to anything they would fucking be like that's weird right how does that work no faith in institutions yeah 
Nobody trusts these fuckers. And because nobody trusts them, they do shit like this and no one fucking bats an eye. You know what I can't believe more than that, though, is how did they manage to get a vote that went this well this quickly? Weren't they supposed to be like having to do 75 fucking votes to get like anything to happen? I thought that was the whole house speaker thing. Well, you got to remember is that it wasn't so much that they said, no, we're not doing it. It was mostly that they couldn't get enough votes to expel him. So we're still on brand as far as our ineffectual fucking house. (laughs) Sucks to suck. Indeed it does. What else we got here? I had a couple more fun ones for the sake of it. Oh, wait, actually, I lied because before we get to that one, we have to go through some more unfun ones. Gerald Mitch McConnell talking about Holly's bill. No. Okay, so Josh Hawley is basically trying to put a bill to limit corporate givings and campaigns. Okay. Mitch McConnell warns GOP senators they'll face incoming. They give Hawley bills to limit corporate givings and campaigns. Basically, McConnell was like, hey, you know that bill that Hawley's putting out that would probably have bipartisan support as well as public support? Don't you fucking dare vote for that shit. Don't you (laughs) dare. Don't even think about it. And they said, we don't have to listen to you anymore, Mitch. And they uh, stare joke. Ha ha. So I can't keep doing it. No, I mean, you start taking corporate money out of all of these elections and you'd watch day and night. It'd be be so rad. I don't even know if it'd be radically different. They'd probably just get a lot better at hiding where all this money is going, but... Most of us are so perplexed by the intricacies of corporate finance and politics that we don't know how these things work anyway. We know in an abstract sense that money goes here and then some chicken fingers exchange hands at the Dairy Queen. Right. We don't we don't know. We don't really know. Yeah. And the intricacies of it are there to find out. But you'd have have to read a book. Well, you have to read a book and you also have to trust that the. They're being told the, the, the truth. real money is being yeah. presented in public manners, which we know it's not. It's in George Santos's mattress <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or it's the fucking the it's all the fucking flights down to the Poconos that old Clary got. It's that sort of shit. We're just talking about money that went into campaigns and shit like that. What Stuff about you have the to actual, actually the trace? Yeah. Yeah. What about the graft? What about yeah. the fucking shit that's, hey. I need you to make this look convincing fucking shit. Yeah. And that, that also goes back to the no faith in institutions and incredibly cynical outlook that a lot of us seem to have about our politics now. And some, sometimes that cynicism can feel justified. And then sometimes it can be an armor that you wear so that you don't have to engage. And it's a challenge on both fronts, but that headline is totally a case of quiet part out loud. Yeah. yeah. We all knew that shit. We were like, nah, you can't do that. It's going to be horrible. But it's also the problem of it's very convenient to go, oh, yeah, the Republicans are really in trouble. But like Democrats do that shit, too. I don't want to like both sides it, but same fucking thing. I've said it before. I'll say it again. These parties agree on all of the major points and they're just going to keep going in that area over and over again to just keep doing the same fucking things that they've been doing forever. The problem with that is they have to act like they disagree on shit. And the things they disagree on are fucking nutty because it's like, well, shit, how do I differentiate myself? Like, oh, okay, I'll pander to like progressive politics. That'll be how that works. And the Republicans are like, I will claim that Sandy Hook was not real. (laughs) Oh, man. He still hasn't. If I remember, he still hasn't paid a fucking dime 
on that trial. They were like, you owe $47 billion. And he was like, do you take super male vitality? And he hasn't paid him a dime since, as far as I know. That's a, that, that might be a conversation for another time. Yeah, on a different show. Do, a, do an InfoWars breakdown. Oh, my God. If we get to, like, episode 50, maybe we'll do the InfoWars special. The Alex Jones special. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just do a, a deep dive on the metaphysics of Mr. Alexander Jones. <laughs> I'm sure we could get him on. I mean, <laughs> well, he's got a not, lot of money to pay back. I'm pretty sure we could out. offer him a little something. We can we can pay him in. Everybody, a round of applause for showrunner Gary. I've been I've been live tweeting you while this has been going on. What I mean by that is I've been messaging you in Discord all the things I've been doing instead of listening to this podcast. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's going really it's well. It's like you have fun with your show, boys. I'll be outside smoking and flicking cigarette ashes at the at the pool, boy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. His speedo looks very interesting <laughs> from this angle. Do we have any more headlines we want to get into? You said you had a couple goofy ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How familiar are you with birds? Birds aren't real. Really? Yeah, that's then what I got. You're not going to like this article. Get ready to say goodbye to a lot of familiar bird names, like Anna's hummingbird, no. Gamble's quail, Lewis's woodpecker, Bewick's wren, Bullock's oriole, and more. That's because the American Ornithological Society has vowed to change the English names of all bird species currently named after people, along with any other bird names deemed offensive or exclusionary. What? Why? What do you, what's wrong with naming them after people? <sighs> We've come to understand that there are certain names that have offensive or derogatory connotations that cause pain to people, and that is important to change those to remove the bear. But what is that? But why? Okay, I get it. If you if you get a bird named something that's like a, a racial slur or something, but this is just a dude's name. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. And I, I understand. Are you telling me that the whistling is no longer a? a oh my god. We we cannot have that on the show. I bet that's a fucking right, real name. Oh my god. Right. Whistling isn't racist at all it's just it did when you say it like how you said it it sounds yeah. like it <laughs> yeah actually yeah yeah that makes that was my regular voice what the hell <laughs> you sound racist gary that's what we're saying get back behind the glass oh. gary get, get get back in the box <laughs> <laughs> these have got to be like two unrelated where they were like all right we've got a long list of ones that might that could be deemed as offensive or insensitive names and then also fuck lewis <laughs> <laughs> how dare you how dare you you think you get to have your own sparrow i think fucking not what is going on here well okay apparently this sort of thing has happened before like there was one that was it's now called a long-tailed duck but it was called something that was derogatory to native americans and it says native americans instead of indigenous peoples which is interesting Someone's slipping at NPR today. <laughs> well, and and that's fine. Like you see, th these are examples that I'm okay with. It's like, if it's something that's it's well, yeah, culturally hell, or racially be, insensitive, it's like, I don't really care if you get rid of the human names. If like, the dude was a fucking monster or something like that. Oh yes, this was the Goebbels herring. Yeah, yeah. this is Mussolini's duck. It's fucking yeah, Bro, yeah. I get it. That sounds delicious. I know Mussolini's <laughs> an awful person, but it was like the Mussolini Mussolini duck. duck, that duck sounds delicious. Oh my god. Oh my god. I bet it's got that crispy skin. God. Mm. 
I really want some duck now. A Mussolini yeah, like, duck, yeah, but- you, you, it's not actually about how you cook it. It's about how you kill it. And you kill it by hanging it from a tree. Oh, that's dark. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> okay. But what I said is, is glass worthy. <laughs> all right. All right. You, no, because they shot Mussolini and hung him from a tree. We talked about this fucking problem before, didn't we, really? Because it's the same sort of thing. But we're, I think we're even less, we're less hard on this one because I get it. If you, no, 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 I totally get it. If it's something that's fucked up and insensitive, I just don't understand the connection between this. I'm going to have to assume that every, that all these people that they're changing the names of were all like, I don't know, shitty people, murderers and bigots. Well, the, the Dahmer Crow. It's just got to, it's, it's out. <laughs> Here's your addendum, folks. What we missed in that article was that it, this is actually a pragmatic solution so they don't have to argue with people about whether or not they should change this person's bird from being named after them or not. Kind of smart, kind of weak. Eh. Okay. Have you had enough news or do you want another one? Give me like, give me, give me one more. We got we to gotta end on a positive note. Okay, in that case. Oh, wow. Okay. This is really stupid. HBO boss apologizes for using fake Twitter accounts to troll TV critics. Well, Casey Bloys responded to reports alleging he used employees to respond to critics under fake accounts, calling it a dumb idea. This is some behind the curtain, seeing the matrix type shit. This is what... Now, I was just thinking, it's man, we're doing that thing again where we're not giving any sort of magical or fringe insight to the headlines. But right now, it's, here it is. Yep. If he had, this, it makes it really does make you question. Where it's a, it's almost like the dead internet theory, or it's like everyone, all you're, the vast majority of people you're seeing online are bots or stuff like that. <laughs> Large entertainment corporations or huge studios and stuff like that. I'm surprised they're not doing this all the time. You talk shit about my show? Well, I'm going to send 14 interns after you. And the only reason it's interns is because I haven't figured out how to do the damn chat bot yet. <laughs> oh, man. It's too early to send the androids. It's too late to send the demons. I guess I have to use the interns. <laughs> oh, wow. Man, see, this is it's barely anything. It was six tweets over an 18 month period, apparently. What? That's 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 a pittance. That's not. A, yeah, that's, that's nothing. I, I send more terrible tweets and delete them. I do like the idea that how do they get caught? Do they mention that? Like, do they, how do they? How Someone do, leaked fucking oh, text messages between him oh. and Kathleen McCaffrey, who's a, like a vice president of something over there. Okay, they so had six conversations via text where they discussed a secret army that could respond to TV critics. Who secret gave army. You did review. six tweets. That's what I'm getting at. I guess they really suck at this. Like you would think that the CEO of a company like this big, like HBO would be able to organize people in some kind of manner, but get six tweets out of it. Apparently that just means that a bunch of the stuff that they were doing didn't get caught. That's all that means. And this is one of those cases where every once in a while, you really do have to look at who you're interacting with online or who you're reading online and wonder, it's, is this a genuine person or is do you exist to be a, a mouthpiece for some much larger interest? Are you a piece of astroturf, as it were? I get that there are probably some people who genuinely really like the Teletubbies reboot. So when someone criticizes it, they start sending death threats. But it's probably not that many people. It's probably a lot more than six tweets, if I'm honest. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think the weird thing about it is that I find it impossible to imagine that you really need people to do that because the thing about the proliferation of pop culture throughout every facet of our society and the wide variety of pop culture shit you are able to create and take in now and the various ways you can get through it, right? You would think somebody somewhere would like your dumb, stupid thing that you had enough money put behind for it to be an HBO show, right? So somebody's going to like it. At least one person is going to be fucking angry tweeting at this critic. Just wait for them to do it. Yeah. What another one of the adages of CMN at this point is that if he'd got if he hadn't been caught, this would have been great. This had been great magic, but it's well, bad not magic. really, because he even admitted that six tweets over 18 months and it didn't do anything. Well, this is a if he hadn't gotten caught, it wouldn't have been. Well, so I, I am I am already thinking that this is a case of admitting to looking like an incompetent to hide the fact that you're actually doing stuff that's way worse. Yeah, fuck them tweets. He killed one of those <laughs> with his bare hands. No, no, he sent an intern. Yeah, he picked an intern up and just hurled him. He threw him like a fucking boomerang. He he stuck him on a catapult and launched him. <laughs> but no, I get fascinated by those kinds of internet rabbit holes because, and it's one of those things that it's going to be exacerbated as AI becomes more prevalent because it's going to start turning into you got no idea when you're talking to a real person and when you're not, as far as like little bullshitty social media posts. Yeah, you know, fucking, I'm surprised that there's not more like AI fucking wheat farms right now to begin with because you would think it'd be the easiest thing in the world, right? Well, and it's interesting because in a way, social media has always been a battle of wills and narratives and of pushing different stories and ideas that we want to see. Right. And I think that... (laughs) AI is going to turn it into open season. People that have the time, energy, or or specific know-how of where to apply the right pressure with the right kind of couple bots here, couple tweets there, that sort of thing. And you're going to watch these landscapes at war with one another. It'll be a, it'll, it, it will be a a very interesting thing of a, nothing is on Twitter unless someone wills it to be, to quote, to, to paraphrase Burroughs. If you had an army of interns, what who would you oh. send them after <laughs> i would send them after that what's the name of that guy that is really mad at us on uh, i i can't even remember i showed you that comment right oh the the guy that said that yeah 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 i know what you're talking about yeah i, I sent think him he was mad guy. about a different one and then got embarrassed and deleted it people <laughs> you say oh, i was on the wrong post my answer would be i would send them after us and then make them appear to be the most morally repugnant and reprehensible people, because then folks would rally around us and it would bolster us. Oh, that's a good idea. Four-dimensional chess on this shit. I'm going to look up how to make AI enemies program to murder you. <laughs> I think you just like made a new business model right there where you effectively dox yourself for <laughs> the sympathy. Oh, boy. I don't think that's new, G. I think people have done that before. No, no, no. But you, you'll have yeah, an LLC. Time it's autom- automatic. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, yeah, I have a, I have a, a business loan to apply for, and we're going to move on to the next section. <laughs> All right. Okay. So what do we got for the culture piece this week, bro? 
We're no longer an occult podcast. We're a true crime podcast. And we're going to talk about crime magic news <laughs> in the occult world. Certain crimes are considered especially heinous. <laughs> These crimes are handled by an elite unit of... But the, the point is, is that well, I, I thought this would be a real knock-out-of-the-park culture piece because for those of you who keep up with crazy TikTok in, internet phenomena, there is a court case for a TikTok psychic who basically, giving you the broad strokes, accused someone of murder because the tarot cards told them, and they got sued. <laughs> and it has been one, it's been one... I don't hear the problem. Yeah. It, so It's been one bizarre shenanigan after another. Let's take a little dive in here, and then we've got some other similar stories in this vein going down. Jesus Christ. How does this shit start? Okay, it actually starts with an absolute tragedy at the University of Idaho. Well, of course. You, you didn't bury the lead very well on that one, Link. Oh, this yeah. The murder, murder, right? Yeah, murder is involved. This was in 2022. The early hours of November 13th, 2022, four University of Idaho students were fatally stabbed in off-campus Moscow, Idaho. And on December 30th, 29-year-old Brian Koberger was arrested in Monroe County, Pennsylvania on four counts of first-degree murder and a count of felony burglary. He is currently undergoing trial, I believe. It, it's just, it's an awful incident. There's, I, I don't want to really get into his motivations. I don't want to talk about this guy too much. He did an awful thing and he took the lives of some people who just absolutely no one deserves to go out like that. And these were young students that were just really starting off their life and tragically ended far too soon. And because one tragedy deserves another Texas residents, TikTok psychic Ashley Gillard Ooh. decided to get some internet clout and some attention from everybody by doing tarot card readings and accusing a University of Idaho professor by the name of Rebecca Schofield and saying, nah, she did it. It was her. Basically, what she said is that she went on to the University of Idaho website. So right off the bat, you're making the assumption that it was someone involved in the college that was responsible. And she did tarot card readings that basically said, oh, Schofield did it. And as she delved deeper and deeper, there was accusations of that she had a romantic relationship with one of the victims and that uh, the other victims were used as a cover-up and a smokescreen and this sort of thing. And then it was like, well, we that now we've caught the person who did it. So then she changed her story. What's Oh, well, she manipulated the killer into doing this for her and the police need to investigate and why isn't anyone taking me seriously? And she made hundreds of TikToks basically going further and further into this narrative of, oh, when she was in this romantic relationship with this person and this card said this and this, and that's why she rejected. And the meanwhile, uh, Schofield didn't even know these students. She didn't know any of them. She didn't teach any of them. She had no interactions with them. So I, I guess just at some point, Rebecca Schofield just got wind that, hey, there's somebody on TikTok claiming that you're an actual killer. And she did 
honestly the reasonable thing. Got a lawyer, started sending cease and desist, and and then filed a defamation suit. What a crazy bitch. Yeah. Fucking psychotic are you that you're going to, and maybe that's, maybe that's not the, but, but how absolutely deranged are you that you're that comfortable throwing out a massive accusation like that based on your, your tarot cards, tarot card reading. That's pretty fucking out there. I didn't realize how old this was. This whole stuff happened at the end of last year. Yeah, this has been an ongoing drama because it's gotten it's just gotten crazier and crazier because when she got the lawsuit, she started she started saying, oh, I'm going to She had a thing where she's like, I wish they had sent this on a tissue so I could wipe my ass with it. And then she was saying, I've got evidence. I've got the proof. Every time that she's challenged, she'll never say, well, maybe I got something wrong because now she's in way too deep. So she's just double down, double down, double down, KFC, double down all the way that absolutely this woman did the is responsible as the mastermind for these murders and that she knows this because she believes her truth and her psychic intuition and her spiritual guides told her that this is what it was and there's no Jesus. in between besides like the legal back and forth meandering and all sorts of stuff like that of her trying to file a motion on her own and then not being able to afford a lawyer and Notably, she said that she was going to try to get out of the country for a while. I guess it's like a just a means. That is an to, awesome thing to say when yeah, you have like don't, a lawsuit. Yeah, remember, on. if you're getting sued, announce that you plan on getting out of the country, which is great. But that that didn't come to pass anyway, at least not to my knowledge. After they essentially subpoenaed her her social media, like her TikTok and all these other things where she was posting these videos, which she's now deleted because she doesn't want to get, but they're all they're all up still. After they subpoenaed this to try to get all as many of these records of proving like, hey, this is where she made this claim. This is where she made this accusation, this accusation, this accusation. She tried to turn around and be like, I want uh, as part of discovery, I want to be able to get at all of her social media because that's where the evidence is. And when they told her, like, no, you don't need to get that because you don't even know what you're looking like, You can't just say, I bet the evidence is over in that box. You should let me see what's in that box. Do you have any reasonable expectation on why it's going to be there? Nah, I just want to see it. <laughs> it was referred to by the judge as a, a massive fishing expedition of basically just trying to find anything to back up what she's saying. And that's essentially what it comes down to is that she she keeps doubling down saying Miss Schofield definitely did this and if you guys will just investigate you'll see it and meanwhile this poor woman is like i believe that she's been cleared at this point there was no reason to think that she had anything to do with in the first place other than a an absolute looney tune accusing her and it's it's the perfect case of you're why people don't believe any of this nonsense in the way that we were talking earlier about matt saying i'm an adult and I'm smart, I know what the fuck is going to happen. I don't need to pull tarot like that. It's almost the exact opposite, where it's tarot is awful in the hands of people who are fucking stupid and just want to see what they want to see, because it becomes the perfect spiritual magic-y justification to believe whatever nonsense, even when it's completely contrary to everything else you see. It's not the tarot's fault in this instance, at least. It's not... It's got nothing to do with them. It wasn't, oh, no, the tarot gave them an outlet to be a fucking idiot. I'm sure they would have come up with something because they're also psychic and shit and they have intuition or whatever. This was just somebody that had delusions of grandeur that just fucking 
went a little too far. They thought they figured out something. They felt like they were the Scooby-Doo gang all in one and they fucked it up. But that being said, Rebecca Schofield is an associate professor of American history, specializing in gender and sexuality in the U S West. She deserved it. What? What the fuck? (laughs) The hell's the matter with you? Woke. Wokeness. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, that's terrible. Yeah, Could I, you just imagine? Imagine it, you're working. Imagine like, you go in for your shift at the Dairy Queen, right? <laughs> and find out that five customers that you weren't even there the day that they got their their chicken finger basket with the sawmill gravy, right? You weren't even there that day. And then you find out later all of them got shot by a catapult. Then there's somebody on TikTok claiming that you were the mastermind behind this horrible catastrophe. And you're like, I'm just here to do my shift Dairy Queen. And now I'm being accused of something that I had nothing to do with. It's just, oh, no, no, I have the evidence. Look at this yeah. I Ching I just yeah, threw. I, I threw it some, says listen, you are the murderer. <laughs> I threw some turtle shells against the wall and the, all of the cracks point to you. It's obvious. There's <laughs> inflappable. And meanwhile, <laughs> that when every denial and granted, thank God we live in a world where everyone can see this for what it is, a nutter butter completely deranged and making horrible inflammatory accusations at somebody who clearly didn't do it. But meanwhile, you're in your Dairy Queen, you got your little hat on, and they are adamant that if they just look in your if they just dismantle your car, your house, and go through all of your devices, they're going to find all the evidence they need to put you away. Yeah, yeah. And then the fact that you refuse to allow that to happen means you're guilty. <laughs> then it's and then it's also turned into because now it's also turned into she's claiming that the police are covering this up because they don't want to because <laughs> now it's now it's getting conspiratorial. The only answer is that they don't want to put her away because it, the corruption goes all the way to the top. That's why it's a gender and sexuality in the US West kind of professor because it's all leading back to the Democrats and Joe Biden. Well, she hasn't gone that for the record. That's a joke. Everybody. <laughs> she hasn't made that accusation, but it is complete lunacy. And then for the added bonus, a couple days after I pitched this particular story to Kennedy, there was an update where she's on social media claiming that she's going to sue all of the YouTubers that have been bringing up the story, <laughs> which is how I found out after she, after she gets sued, <laughs> She's going to sue all the people who have misrepres- misrepresented her and made oh, no, her look you, you silly know what's even online. Better than that? What's even better is that she actually tried to counter sue Schofield in the beginning of this anyway, and it got tossed out almost immediately because that, it's, that's part of what I was talking about, too, where there was like they, the judge described it as a, a, right, a giant yeah, there you extensive go. fishing. Ex- yeah, it's because she just doesn't have a leg to stand on. Well, right. You're looking great on lawsuits right now, baby. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely threaten. I'm going to get my tarot deck and we're going to make a prediction about how these core cases are going to go. Three towers in a row. Interesting. (laughs) No, see, I have two towers and what is this this a plane? Oh, fuck. Oh, wait. Hey, (laughs) what's the next card? Oh, the next card is a plane. What's this? Five of Pentagons? (laughs) Oh, Oh, okay. In a show of occult solidarity, I'm getting... Tommy Kelly's 40 servant deck and we're going to make we're going to make a stunning prediction on well let's just ask what servant best encapsulates the presiding force that is going to dictate the direction of these court proceedings 
And we got the the lovers. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh God! Oh, no, it's all oh, a no, sham. He was right. <laughs> oh God, this is all a sham, guys. These cards don't work. <laughs> I, I feel bad saying that. Uh, yeah, the, I, I really. Oh wait, actually, this is a flawed reading because one of the cards is over on my altar still. Never mind. <laughs> do over. Reading invalidated. Reading invalid. Hang on. I can do a reading with my deck, though. I'm going to do a quick four card reading, okay? All right. I'll bite. I got the seven of hearts. I got the five of wands. I got a minion card from the minion Uno. <laughs> it is reverse. <laughs> And I have a mischievous Pokemon card. It has one attack that does 10 damage. Oh, she going to prison. <laughs> yeah, she going to jail. She going to jail. I think what you've just, just kind of laid out there, though, is they should really investigate the teacher. I think that, that's, uh... Obviously, the answer here is that they need to investigate Rebecca Schofield because clearly she's the problem. <laughs> What else you got? Okay. For the next story, because I saw the TikTok thing and I started thinking about like, what are like weird, kooky, legal and occult related shenanigans? And I remembered an old throwback to the, the heydays of Tumblr, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was a, <laughs> there was a, an incident. I think it was, I believe it was called Bone Gazi. <laughs> But for those of you, yeah, yeah. And it was the case where an, an online witch community, a user by the name of Ender Darling. What is up with occultists with Darling at the end of their name? Doing some, some real fucking shifty shit, huh? Ender Darling made a post talking about what is called the poor man's cemetery that was 20 minutes from her residence in New Orleans. Now, New Orleans is a big fishbowl, for those of you who don't know. It's it's below sea level. You just don't bury stuff in the ground because it doesn't stay there. It's mausoleums everywhere. Everything's encased in concrete if you want a dead body. You, there's the poor man's graveyard where ba- the people would be buried if they couldn't afford the more appropriate means of burial. Things would just, bones will just wash up. Is At least that's her claim, is that bones would just, fragments of bones and pieces and stuff like that would just wash up and she would go gather them up for her and for the express purpose of doing magic with them. Okay. Saying even making the note that animal bones just didn't do it for her as far as they didn't resonate. So she needed people bones. Uh Uh-huh. And then she asked, would anybody be interested in purchasing human remains from me? Cover the shipping and I'll send it to you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's okay. Yep. That's where from very questionable to just, Ooh boy. Yeah. Yeah. This actually started in a Facebook group under this user Ender Darling, right? Uh huh. And it went off the rails because it started out all right. And then, but then people going, hey, you realize you're just openly admitting to what is essentially grave robbing, right? And desecration of, of human remains. And then you offered to box them up and ship them to people. There were people that were essentially saying, even if I don't find anything morally reprehensible about it, you realize admitting to it on social media could be very bad for you, right? <laughs> yeah. But then the, the twist is that they figure out 
Tumblr users figure out that she's on the site and they, they look up her username and they start raiding her page and being like, hey, everybody, this person is a fucking grave robber. <laughs> they be stealing bones and shit. They be stealing bones. And they even make the comment that this is a, a white woman in New Orleans getting poor Ooh. bone. Yeah, you know, getting oh, grave robbing the, the poor just section. Just when you thought it wasn't gonna get, just when you thought it couldn't get worse. There I, is a strange yeesh. racial element here that is uh, not fucking great, huh? Ain't a great look. Even if I'm willing to like overlook that as I'm, sh- I don't think that it was, I don't know if it, ugh. It's just yeah, an ele- it's, just, it's just it's not it's it's just not <laughs> great, is it? And the thing is, this actually turns into uh, a real legal problem because this gets to the district attorney in Louisiana, and they decide they're going to investigate. And they talk about how there might not be concrete rules about oh what what they're doing is isn't legal because they're taking bones, but there's a uh, basically saying. We don't know explicitly what we're going to charge her with, but we could charge her with something because this is just, you can't just take somebody's uncle's femur and walk out with it. Man, one of the only times in history the state coming down on someone doing spooky woo-woo stuff is I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> like the one time. Yeah. She, she eventually publishes a response that saying things like she wasn't doing this to try to make money off of anybody and that she was just saying like this was like to try to cover shipping costs, you know, that sort of thing. The way these washing up is I felt like nature wanted me to have these things and there's something that I honor in my practice and blah, blah, blah. And it just doesn't go well because once the internet hate mob is after you and they're out for your blood, they're out for your blood. You're not going to appease them. But it comes to a head when she's actually arrested (laughs) where they raid her home. And what they find is uh, like a fistful of teeth fistful of teeth some skull fragments like literally the type of shit like she said Wash washes up, up in in lo- loose dirt and takes it with you she didn't have anything uh, outstanding but she didn't have like a whole rib cage yeah it doesn't necessarily make it better but this wasn't as and to hear her she says they were expecting to come in and find a a black market of human organs and bones and whole skeletons and what they found was a bunch of sleepy hippies there were a couple bones on my altar i handed it to them and i said you'll probably find human bones in there but i know better than to tell you that but it's what you just did (laughs) and then she also gets busted because she had some weed in her house which is sort of like that's a kick in the dick i always get a little little iffy about that you shouldn't be able to charge her you were coming in here looking for grandpa's femur (laughs) You didn't find that. It had nothing to do with this. I'm not sure how the law works on that one. I know it, there, if you have a search warrant that doesn't address certain things, you can't just take it. But I think if it's illegal material, obviously, if they search your house looking for what might be the murder weapon and they find somebody's dead body. Yeah, because like, and know, that's the and that's don't the thing. go, oh, like, darn it, we didn't have a warrant for a body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. But it's also, it's a, oh, oh no, a, a possession charge. Oh, you were looking no. for human bones. <laughs> yeah, you know? Oh, Oh, no, um, I'm not going to be able to get hired at Dairy Queen. <laughs> and it all basically blows over, probably because it wasn't nearly as much. She ends up getting like a five year suspended sentence, where it's, which is essentially like a stay out of trouble for a little bit. Stay away from that fucking graveyard because stay and it's off like the Internet. She did the smart thing where 
after this all blew over, she stopped. She's probably somewhere out there, but she's, she disappeared from the internet, which Oy. maybe uh, Ashley Gillard take a page out of this after this lawsuit. No, she's trying to disappear outside the country. <laughs> That's what she needs she's to do. She's trying to disappear into the astral plane. <laughs> what do we think of the ethics of getting human remains? Like that, um, not like getting, not like getting a shovel and digging them up. But say that, like say what you, she did. Yeah, say you're in that situation. Like there's Ow. a graveyard, and you find like a tooth or a, a piece of bone, or like a like a knuckle bone or something like that. I feel like if you go to the graveyard looking for bones, it doesn't matter if you're only taking the ones that are like just on the ground and in the surface. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Okay, yeah. Because you're going. What about people who go into graveyards and get graveyard dirt and stuff? See, dirt is dirt, though. Dirt. Like, I know, I understand that there's going to be a microscopic amount of bones and decayed flesh and shit that's broken off from it. But it's dirt. Uh, but it's dirt. In fact, that's a great way to demonstrate my point. If you're going for graveyard dirt and you find a tooth, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think it's probably the worst thing in the world. But if you go to the graveyard going, ooh, I hope there's a piece of someone's skull or maybe a tooth sticking out of the ground, I feel skeevy about that. I would genuinely be concerned of that sort of thing where it's, wow, man, how do I explain why I have bits of human remains in my magic stuff? Well, see, <laughs> if you just tell them that it's part of a saint, then then it's fine. You're not uh, holding yeah. it for the, for the papacy. I'll go on the record and say that after I die, you guys can have my bo- Patreon users or Patreon subscribers. You can, after I die, you can have one of my bones. There you go. I'm very much a person of when I when you're dead, the this is an empty vessel. So do what you want with it. But also that's my body. I'm respectful of other people's and I wouldn't it's sort of the ultimate like you are your own possession kind of you are your own yeah. property kind of thing. Even if I'm dead and I don't exist anymore, my body, that's still mine. Like I, you know, hey, when I die, when I die, catapult. leave my room, leave my room just how it is and no one touch my stuff. All right, word. Hey, Gary, can you come out behind the glass real quick? (laughs) What do you want us to do with your body when you die? I was hoping you didn't ask me any of this because I have a complete opposite opinion on it. Oh, yeah? (laughs) I think bodies should work like copyright law, and then after 70 years, (laughs) you can do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, man. That's not even a joke. I'm serious. I don't give a fuck about bodies. I think we should all go to graveyards whenever we want and go pick up the coolest head. <laughs> oh, Gary. You admire the moxie of that statement. I, I absolutely do. You know what? I, nah, balls on the table, man. I like it. I like it. I like it. With that in mind, what you should do with mine is after 70 years, you should make a really cool, like, marionette. No, yeah, it's going to be the Gary um, reboot. That, then at that point, AI will be pretty stout. And then you could like put a voice box in them and like a little raspberry pie and make them talk and G- do shit. Gary, Gary, we already did that 70 years ago. Hey guys, <laughs> I'm loving this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gonna exactly. craft him some bionic robot limbs. Gonna code an electronic voice for <laughs> So when the people come and glance and he'll be singing songs and dancing. All right. I'll go, I'll go die right now. No. We'll to start, we'll, we'll start <laughs> no. This shit, Hell right? yes. No. Death. <laughs> <laughs> Do a uh. flip. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, here's the bigger thing, too, right? There's a very strong magic principle that both uh, Ashley Gillard and Ender Darling should have been following. Do you guys know what that is? What? Listeners, do you know what that is? Subscribe to the Patreon. (laughs) 
Yes, but no. To keep silent. Because if both, because that's a, there is not, and Ashley Gillard's a little different because the entire nature of what she was doing was the purposes of clout. She wants to get attention and she wants to cause insane. And just because she's drinking her own Kool-Aid, because she might not believe anything she's doing at all, but I feel like she would have bowed out if she didn't believe this. Yeah, but even if she's drinking her own Kool-Aid, like you said, she's doing this for attention and clout and notoriety. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to flex on them hoes that she got psychic powers. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it's that's a little different, but it's it's still that thing of, if y'all hadn't been so fucking loud about this, and the same with Ender Darling, if you weren't so fucking loud about this. It's a really stupid situation to be in that you got raided by the police because you told people you had human remains. Yeah, you you know me. I don't like the word objectively at all, but that is like objectively a bad move. Rap witches telling all their business. Get on the site and be their own star witness. <laughs> oh my God. No, but honestly, just fucking don't. You're telling on yourself. Shut yeah, up. Do you don't shit. Yeah. Just the it's dumbest, just, just the dumbest way to get caught. What I think is also interesting about this is that that's not the only parallel. The other parallel is that it's two people doing very ethically gray area sort of things, right? Taking human bodies, even if it's just sort of washing up on the, you know, the dirt, essentially, you know, that's a, that's, that's kind of sketchy. Accusing someone based off of a sincere belief that they are guilty, but because of through, your magic powers. Yeah. But, and that's the crux of it. It's like uh, saying, I think someone needs to be investigated for this, this, and this, you can be wrong about that and you can, you can still do it. Like it happens. People make false accusations on the internet a lot, conspiratorial thinking and stuff like that abound. And sometimes you get sued for that too. We talked about Sandy hook. He was saying, he said right. some shit that just wasn't fucking true and, and very damaging. But the difference here is that the woman's catalyst for this is a belief in a a sort of spiritual insight that was gained through a magic practice. The best case scenario is not that it isn't, oh, you're just maliciously making shit up. It's you're delusional. And then I guess the one thing about it is, well, I'll back to what I said right at the beginning, where it's like, there are people that really don't need to be doing, they don't need to be doing magic because you're not equipped to make proper <laughs> rational interpretations of anything. It's only the tarot cards are going to make your natural ability to think up dumb shit even worse. <laughs> right. Yeah. Two people that should have not said anything, just should have kept their mouths shut, should have kept silent. Two people doing ethically ambiguous things that are very, very questionable based on the fact that they are magic practitioners. Because again, that's the whole reason that she thought she could accuse some people. That's the whole reason she went and got bones. Mm -hmm. The other mm -hmm. side of this is that neither of these people seem particularly grounded in any sort of, well, you know what? Actually, maybe that's not fair because obviously fucking psychic girl is completely off her meds, but the freaking the other one, she, her magical practice could be on point. She might just be dumb. She might've just been like, Oh, I, I think I got to give these people the bones because that's what the bones would want, which is you know, fucking stupid. But like maybe her magic's pretty, pretty together. Pretty. I don't know. Ugh. 
Yeah, without knowing more. And the other thing is, like, that was from, like, 2015. So this, this is a ways back. But at the very least, you could have just remembered, could have remembered that last one. Keep silent. In a phrase that is becoming more and more common in my life, the next time you could, you could not. You had a couple other little things, though. I had some that weren't really, like, these aren't court cases, but there was a woman who was being catfished by somebody where she basically had all the signs. She was asking the right question. She was like, send me a picture. I want to see what you look like or send me a picture of you doing this. So I know that it's actually you taking the photo and stuff like that. Hey, why can't we video call or why don't you pick up the phone and call me here and this, that, and the other. And she's doing all the right things to try to actually verify if this is a person. But Except just accepted that it wasn't real when they she, yeah, when she didn't was, get the answer. Yeah, and said it was too good to be true. But yeah. but what she did to assure herself is that she got her friend to do a tarot reading. <laughs> and her friend fucking lied to her. Did the tarot reading and was just like, yeah, this is absolutely 100% real and you should stick with them. And this is going to be like a great thing. And I see like a house with you two in the future and everything. So she comes to these, these catfish people that are like, I don't like doing what the, the MTV show catfish did like exact same sort of internet sleuthing. And they get their, her friend to do another tarot reading for her. That's basically like still doubling down of like, yeah, yeah, yeah this is totally real. And then she finally gets a phone call with this guy and immediately the Nigerian accent is obvious. <laughs> and it's, oh, and she, and she, cause it, it's funny. Cause she hears him say like, Hey, how you doing? And she's, Oh hell no. And then hangs up and she's just mad because she knew she knew in her heart that this was too good to be true. And so she wouldn't have come to this. She wouldn't have come to this website or, or channel, whatever the hell, if she didn't already know that this guy wasn't legit, but well, hang it's on. that case. Well, what, it's if, that ca- what if he just had an accent? What up. if he was just Nigerian? <laughs> yeah. What if he's just prince? Nigerian, bro? He was using photos of a, of a guy that wasn't him and everything else. And she was, Oh, and that, but I forgot the other part is that she was sending him like steam cards and stuff. So if you were getting, <laughs> you let your, you let your stupid friend, you let your stupid tarot reader friend convince you that this guy was legit, and then you sent him thousands of dollars in like fucking steam codes. He got all the fucking V bucks. Yeah, he's doing he got he, every skin in fucking Minecraft. He got all the battle passes, man. It, it's just that there's a certain type of person that doesn't need that. Like you don't need this. You need what you need is a Dutch uncle to be like, "Hey, quit being dumb. This is stupid. Do not do this." But instead, this woman let the tarot. Let her friend. That's the problem. Well, here, yeah, this isn't Tarot's issue. fault. This is just her friend. This is just the fact that you took advice from your friend who's probably dumb as hell. Listeners, Again, it's actually your fault. <laughs> listeners, don't take advice from your friends. Only listen to us. We are not your friends. We're not. <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> oh, but no. Uh, I sent you twos to whack that freaking guy. Instead, <laughs> you screwed it up like a couple of goji maca snackaroons. <laughs> It's a meme. Cut that part out. No, I just saw no, this meme. And I, no, <laughs> no, I swear. I, I will send this. I will send it to the fucking. I will send I it like, to what? the group chat right I, now. I thought we were getting a new character. Oh, no. <laughs> Johnny it's, Francis' we, Dutch uncle. Oh, my God. No, you do Johnny Francis' Dutch uncle. I'm tired of doing characters. I, Johnny Francis haunts me in my dreams. <laughs> well, Johnny, I do know. <laughs> and it is my job.
that was another little interesting one, but it just that I think that's good because it does illustrate this idea of in the wrong hands, this can tell you exactly what you want to hear. And now you gave a bunch of Fortnite skins to some guy. Yeah, right. But uh, I, I don't know. I feel like this section has ran long enough. There was this other thing relatively recently. Someone in the Discord posted uh, somebody was getting jammed up by the cops because like fortune telling is illegal in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's not quite that simple, but essentially, yeah. It sounds like not liking gypsies with extra steps. Ooh. You can't call them that now. Okay, let me, all right. That's like not liking (laughs) (laughs) No. God, you made it worse. Look, just say you hate birds and move on. Fucking hate them birds. Yeah, I found, I okay, here's the story, right? The Hanover Borough Police Department posted this at the beginning of October, actually, but because it's it's now got a home in this segment. They said the purpose of the following message is to respond to recent social media attention given to Pennsylvania Title 18, Section 7104 fortune telling. The statute prohibits, among other things, someone from predicting the future by reading of cards for gain. Upon observing an advertisement for a business in the borough of Hanover that offered tarot card readings, I engaged in a conversation with two individuals concerning the advertisement and my intent to educate the person or persons engaged in the acts about the above listed statute. There was never an investigation, nor is there any threat of arrest in this matter. With that being said, if a complaint was made against someone for engaging in acts qualifying as fortune telling in the borough of Hanover, this department would be obligated to conduct an investigation. Finally, regarding this issue, the only department time utilized was mine in an effort to educate someone and to prevent a future complaint or issue. Okay. Man, they really don't like wandering Europeans, huh? <laughs> they fixed it. And oh, oh, and hey, here's the last part. If one possesses the sentiment that the statute, Pennsylvania Title 18, Section 7104, fortune telling, does not protect anyone from harm and it is not needed, I would suggest that their proper recourse is to contact their legislators and voice their opinion. Sincerely, Chad E. Martin, Chief of Police. Okay. Okay. Well, the notes, this sounds relatively reasonable where it's just, all right, Hey, Oh uh, no, but that was the official statement from the chief of police. So, you know, it was like way uh, worse. Well, that was the chief of police, like driving by and saw a sign that said fortune telling and said fortune telling, not in my fucking town and just acted like a fucking dick. You know what it was? I bet this was like someone's Christian mother who freaked out that there was that tarot reading was allowed in their little town and complained to the cops about it. <laughs> the cops are like well this is technically illegal on the books and we need to let them know that to try to that way we don't have to actually come down here and have a fucking arrest over somebody playing with little cardboard pictures no i see you're being way too nice still i think that way more generous i think that yeah i think that chief of police chad over there was just like let me see if i can flex my weight on the goth girls down at the tarot shop it is some real dickhead shit although there is that problem, though. Of there are there are definitely people that are tarot readers that are just scam artists that are trying to fleece people for money. So it's like hot take. All of them are. <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. But seriously, being a professional reader is like by its nature, someone will probably get mad about it eventually. It would probably help if you didn't have a law saying that it was illegal if you were going to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not do it in, maybe just don't do it in Hanover. Then again, though, like how much money can you be having a livelihood being a fortune teller in fucking 
Hanover, Pennsylvania, you think? I I don't know the ins and outs. All I know about Pennsylvania is that they have horrible pizza. <laughs> Take that, Coco. I know about John's. You know what a John is? No. Everything. Everything's a John. You I thought it was a bathroom. <laughs> no, that's a that's a John. This is a John. J A W N. You wanna you want to say those two words again back to back like you didn't say the same thing? <laughs> Look, I'm just saying John and John. Okay, I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. But what which kind one of which? goji maca snackaroon <laughs> is this? <laughs> oh god. Oh, okay. Well, oh, man, do we have any do we have any parting thoughts? Actually, with the exception of of Bone Gazi, all of these were actually on the tarot. I didn't put that together. Oh yeah, I didn't realize either. No. I think they're all more on a general sense of occult people getting involved with the police is what it the turned inter- into, actually. The intersection of, of legality and occultism, which is always an interesting one. I guess it like the thing is, this is a case of people totally getting, for the most part, people getting what you would expect. Maybe not even, oh, this is what you deserve, but this is what you should have expected. Yeah, this you is know? probably the thing that was going to happen to you. Which is way better than satanic panic. We're going we're gonna to put you in prison for years because we think you ate a baby. Yeah, yeah, it is better than that. It's nice to see police involvement with anybody that doesn't result in something horrible, horrible happening, I guess. He's casting a spell. (laughs) I felt my life was in danger. He was reaching for his wand. (laughs) He could do that. He'd do that goddamn abracadaver and I'd be dead. All right. So I I did. I had to retaliate. Oh, man. Just another another example of the horrible stereotypes that the magic community has to put up with. with that, I guess it's time for the palate cleanser. How goes the work? How goes the work? I'm all right. I'm not really doing anything super fucking amazing right now either. I'm still in that mode of waiting for the next big thing. But I, I think I'm reaching a point where I have something big planned, but I will take my chances with following your advice earlier and keep silent. One thing I did do that I thought was interesting, and it was a good time to do it too, because someone in the discord shared their interesting stream of consciousness divination tools. I did do a bunch of sigils for something. And I added like this kind of system of planetary sigils to go with them. And they're all like little individual slips of paper. And I'm going to put them up on something and give it like a big thing. So, but it was cool. It was, I, I actually do recommend based nothing on results here, obviously, because I haven't done anything, but I do recommend the process of trying to do the unconscious construction of a sigil, just have the intent in your mind and then create a glyph that represents it. It's underrated, underrated. What about you? For my part, I'm I'm still grappling with a lot of the the Jungian Abraxas stuff that I was talking about last week. I don't have any I haven't had any real breakthroughs yet, nothing that made me like really stand up and pay attention like before, but it's there. I just really I need something I need a practice that I can work with that is going to give give that clearing give that revealing of, Hey, here's what you can do to give this a a place to manifest. And that's fine. I'm just going to work on it and see where it takes me. I've definitely had some interesting stuff tangentially or orbiting around there where it's, this isn't working with it. This isn't doing the thing proper, but this was a, an element that was related. And then seeing how that element is playing out in my life. 
But then I did have a, an interesting win because I mentioned in the Discord where it's, I got into it with our neighbors about something that was just nonsense and didn't need to be a thing. So I responded by doing magic and they gave me alcohol as like a peace offering. So then the same thing happened again. I did magic about it. <laughs> and then I got a bottle of alcohol left on my porch as a peace offering. Two for two, man. Consistency. <laughs> which was, that was pretty fun. I even had that, I had a question where I was like, are you an asshole? Anytime somebody gets on your nerves, you just like pull out your Harry Potter wand and go, presto changeo. You know, you just throw in magic at whenever, but like, at the same time, it's that's why you do this stuff. It's all right, I have problems and I don't always have super good ways, super direct ways to solve them. So you go with the spooky thing. But, yeah, sometimes so you was, just go with the spooky thing because it's fun. Absolutely. And I will say that I, I think I've had the most fun with the ritual section of Libra K because it really is free. A lot of your your limitations are off. So it's not as easy to like just because like the, the shamanic stuff, it was very easy because I can go walk into a, a corner and go into a trance and do magic. This at least I had to create a meaningful definition for what I consider ritual and then I have to stick to it. And that is the only limiting factor. But everything else, you can use whatever goofy accoutrement you need and direct it however you see fit, as long as it fits that definition of what a ritual is. So I've been enjoying that quite a bit. Hell yeah, man. Other than that, we have that collab thing that we're going to work on, and hopefully that's going to... Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's what I was talking about when I was thinking, oh, I, think that I got part. the big thing together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, maybe we can shoot for towards the end of the year, like, well, December's next month, but maybe ha have it ready to go towards the end of the year so that next year we can start oh, fresh I, with I, that. I think I, I think I have an idea. I'll let you know, though. That's going to be All something right. else I keep silent on. Well, with that said, this has been Chaos Magic News. The only podcast that is definitely getting paid in Dairy Queen Chicken Fingers. As always, if you or a loved one have been affected by TikTok psychics and would like to report your information to the nearest authorities, you can do so at chaosmagicnews.com, our website. We'll have articles, links to the pod, interviews of some of the most interesting people in the world, and maybe even some other stuff. We're also on social media at chaosmagicnews. You get all the dank memes you need in your life. And we also have a TikTok that's got goofy little clips. One we even wrote in this episode. We also have a TikTok where we accuse people of crimes they did not commit. <laughs> <laughs> because my I Ching hexagram told me so. Other than that, co-host, would you like the last word? Gary, would you like the last word? No. No is the it. most no is literally the most common response that we've yeah, that no for all the, the last, last word. word. I've been trying to give it a, that's why I gotta give it a co-host. Alright, thanks for listening, everybody. Alright, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. We them boys, the boys is back. Them boys. We them boys, them boys is back, man. Shit. <laughs>